Hello, hello, and welcome to Unverified, the podcast redefining success on social media. I'm your host, Corley Trigger. I'm an Emmy-winning creator and digital consultant, and I'm here to talk about all things social media and digital marketing with a little twist, and that is, I don't care how many followers you have, And I know that sounds unusual, but after working with hundreds of creatives and creative entrepreneurs in the social media space over the last nearly 15 years, I've learned that those who are the most satisfied use their social media presence as a tool to amplify their offline goals. They set up their strategy in a way that supports their life outside of their business too. And that's why I make a conscious effort to turn away from digital vanity numbers in favor of focusing on real life goals that digital strategy can support. That's my style anyway. So I think like a lot of people, I had something different planned for this week. But as you might imagine, I haven't had a single client in the last week or so who hasn't wanted to talk about what's happening in Israel and how that's affecting them and their loved ones personally, and also how it affects what they're trying to post on their business social media accounts. And while obviously the social media piece of this doesn't register at all on the important scale when we're talking about the loss of human life, I have gotten a lot of questions like, what's the right thing to post? And it's different depending on the client, depending on their lived experience, depending on their business. And I thought this would be a good time to talk about what we should be posting on our social media business pages when the world is on fire. And before this comment section turns into, oh my gosh, who the hell does this lady think she is telling me what I can and cannot post? I'm not trying to censor anybody. Obviously on your personal pages, do whatever you want. And For that matter, on your business pages, do whatever you want. What I'm interested in doing in this episode is talking about practices that you can integrate into your everyday strategy that will make it easier for you to show up if you want to in times of crisis and have your content heard, seen, and understood in the way that you would want it to. And just for some context, Yes, I am a Jewish person in Nashville who has a lot of strong feelings about what's going on right now. And yes, I have clients from all over the country with different backgrounds who have varying degrees of interest in what's happening right now. And no, that's not what I'm interested in getting into today. That's not what this episode is about. I want to start with a tall order and ask everyone listening to just for a moment, take all existing crises off the table. I really want to go macro and talk in general about what's important to you. And we're going to do this in three buckets. The first is, what do you care about that directly impacts you or your community and is tied to your lived experience? For me, that could be Jewish issues. It could be women's rights. It could be arts education. It could be a a women in business initiative. It could be any number of things with varying degrees of severity and, and even trauma. You could also mention geographic-based communities here, your neighborhoods, your city, your state, or your hometown. The second bucket is going to be for things that you care about, but have not directly touched your lived experience. Maybe something you support with your time volunteering with monetary donations, or you support the issue in how you vote. For example, perhaps you're interested in supporting the LGBTQIA community, but are not queer yourself. So that would go in this bucket. You're an ally, and that's great. Everyone appreciates a great ally. Then the third category is going to be for topics that you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole (laughs) on your business account specifically. Pre-social media, of course, the trend was for businesses to not say anything political 
or religious or really anything other than their brand messaging. Now in the age of social media, it's more normal and sometimes almost extreme on the other end where people are greenwashing and rainbow washing and all these causes that they, you know, air quotes support uh, when it's popular too, but it's actually not part of their business's core values. It's more of a marketing ploy, but that's another episode. So if you are the face of your brand, I would definitely lean into your values and share those because it's going to help people identify with you. And the more vulnerable you're willing to be online, the more open and vulnerable your community will be with you. All that to say in your, I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole category. You're allowed to put things that you actually just legitimately don't want to touch because you don't want to have anything to do with it. Like certain politicians, you don't want to give more airtime to, or it's something that you're still learning about that you don't feel qualified to talk about yet. So it could be content that you're interested in consuming, but just not commenting on. And that's totally fine. As I'm talking, I'm realizing maybe I should make a worksheet for this. (laughs) If I get my shit together and do it, I will link to it in the episode description. So now that we have our first three buckets, issues that we care about that affect us directly, issues that we care about that affect other people more directly, but for whom we want to be allies. And then the third bucket being things we're not interested in touching at the moment. We're going to go back through and add a little bit more information to each category to help us create content around them later. So for the first category, I want you to think about the intersection between the things that you care about and your own work and what you like to talk about on your business page. Come up with a few examples for each of the topics that you care about. How does you caring about these things show up in your business plan, your water cooler conversations, your decision-making? Just make a note because it can be easy to forget to share these things. For example, you run a brick and mortar business uh, and you're really interested in climate change. So you regularly highlight the eco-friendly products you promote or the ones that you order for your office. Now for the second category, these are things that you care about but are not tied directly to your lived experience. So I want you to take some time to come up with a list of a bunch of other creators that you follow who regularly talk about these issues and for whom they're part of their lived experience. And We're not tokenizing people, right? Like, don't be an asshole. (laughs) Be really mindful here. We're looking for people who identify as activists or who regularly share content around this topic. And if you can, sometimes it's also nice to find people who you identify with in some way and would love to support their content. So maybe you're an artist looking for other artists or you're an author looking for another author. Um, You don't have to, but sometimes this can be a nice touch point. And for the third category, I want to encourage you to think about why you don't want to touch these things. Maybe it's you don't know enough about this topic and you're still learning. That's totally fine. Maybe there's like a rift in your family and relationships with them is more important to you than whoever else is hurting, which maybe examine that. But having your present day why allows your future self to change their mind. It's not a definite old school. We don't talk about religion or politics at the dinner table because we don't. And that's how it's always been kind of thing. It's a right now. I don't want to talk about this because blank. And it allows you to change your mind later. Our human mind is pretty incredible. And I think one of the biggest intellectual flexes anyone could have is being able to change their mind when presented with new information from research and well-vetted sources. Essentially, in summary, what I'm trying to set you up for is your ability to credibly talk about things while they're on fire because you've talked about them when they weren't. It's going to make what you say a lot more believable and shareable because you've built that trust in. And it's not that you're only allowed to talk about these things when they're not on fire and in the news, of course not. 
but it makes it less jarring to your audience when it's something that you talk about regularly. And I'm not saying you have to turn your whole page into a personally crafted, unofficial nonprofit or cause-driven organization, but figuring out a way to mention these things regular, just like you would in real life, is going to help you in the long run. When a tragedy occurs and you're in your feelings about it, anger, rage, denial, sadness, whatever comes up for you, whatever those stages of grief are, you have the beginning of a framework to turn to when it comes to posting. Or if your business is growing, something that your assistant or your social media manager can turn to. So let's round out our buckets and talk about what kind of content we can create from this. Let's put it all together. When we're talking about the first category, something that you care about that is directly related to your lived experience, you post whatever you want. And also, if you want to go dark and process offline, go dark. If you want to crank it up to 10 and turn your content towards that event solely, crank it up. If you want to do something in between that, do that. You can log in, you can turn off the comments, you can post, you can guest post, you can live in comment sections, whatever feels right, you do that. Just take care of yourself. If you want to post, allow others to see the world through your eyes, through the lens of your lived experience, or be there to support other people in your community. Whatever you got to do, you got to do. If the event that occurs falls into your second category of an issue that you care about deeply, but that you are an ally, take a beat. Look at that list of people that you follow and figure out how it would be the best way for you to join the conversation, if at all. In this category, it's important to be mindful of amplifying voices of activists without centering your own. And just as a reminder of how we do that in the context of social media platforms is to be aware that they are in the business of collecting our data. This ties in, I promise. (laughs) So platforms do that by keeping us on them as long as possible. So They put content in front of people that will keep them on platform so that they can spend more time there and they can collect more data and then they can turn around, sell it to advertisers to make more money. So when we're talking about supporting other creators and being allies, what we're talking about is figuring out how to tell these different social platforms that we like the content that that these people are putting out and we want them to show it to even more people. So a few different ways you can do that. You can watch it all the way through, watch it all the way through a few times. Uh, You can like something or react anything. um, If the platform gives you an option of anything other than an automatic thumbs up, that will be weighted more. So hearts, crying, anything more emotional, right? Because it takes you a few seconds longer to, to do that. You can share things to your stories. You can DM things to friends. You can repost things on TikTok. But if at all possible, ensure that the people whose voices you're trying to amplify are getting the views and the engagement as much as possible. You can stitch, duet, remix, those kinds of things, um, but just be mindful that it's not about you. One of my personal pet peeves and where I see a lot of people being canceled online is when they jump straight into talking about a topic when it's on fire, just dominating the news headlines and trending searches. And they don't have any history of sharing any information about it. And it doesn't have anything to do with their lived experience. And it's really obvious that they didn't do their research, but all of a sudden they're acting like an expert. We want to avoid that. Please, please, please. From a business perspective, that's a terrible idea in terms of wanting to preserve your brand. And more importantly, just from a human perspective, that can be so, so harmful to the people that you're trying to support and to the people who are part of your online community. 
But if you're just absolutely bursting at the seams to post about something that has nothing to do with you or your lived experience, but it's in the headlines, I mean, I wouldn't. (laughs) You can read what other people are posting and learn for sure. But the only way that I would consider supporting the idea of someone talking about an issue that they don't know anything about and doesn't touch them directly online for the first time when it's hot in the headlines is to ask questions and be really transparent about how much you know about the topic. So if you're going to talk about it in internet speak, maybe it's a post like, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I was today years old when I found out X, Y, and Z. Where do I go? What resources should I be aware of? Who should I be following? What book should I read? That kind of thing. You can also just Google these things and have a chat with an AI bot about it too. I mean, those aren't foolproof, but If you want to use social media as a place to ask for answers and directions, just be aware that more than likely you are wanting those answers from communities who are deeply hurting. But that could be one thing you could consider and just proceed with extreme caution. Likely whatever event just occurred has a lot of local context and community context and historical context that is important to be mindful of before jumping in with an opinion just based off the headline you just saw. The other thing here, and I don't see people talk about this explicitly, but you don't have to share your opinion. You don't have to. And in fact, sometimes it would be better if you didn't (laughs) until you took a beat and did some research and intentionally decided that you wanted to engage in a meaningful way. We're not journalists, we are individuals, we are creative entrepreneurs, we're human, and it's important to talk about human things. But I wanna encourage everyone to be mindful of what's going on and just read the room. You know, just just read the room. The next thing that I'm gonna share might sound a little crass, um, but, but in preparing for putting together social media strategies, oftentimes there is a crisis management plan. What do we do when this happens? What do we do when that happens? A little tragedy flowchart, if you will. So for tragedies you or your communities have survived or continued to survive on a regular basis, maybe it's a certain kind of natural disaster in your region that happens pretty often or a particular brand of oppression or you're listening in the US and maybe it's school shootings or whatever it is, coming with a, up with a list of resources that you would want to share with your online community when you or your loved ones are affected might be nice to have. And I hear myself, I know this sounds uncomfortable. I know this sounds borderline inappropriate, preparing your social media for the next crisis. I should note that this should absolutely be paired with real advocacy work offline, but Sometimes having something prepared can just alleviate some of the chaos the day of, especially when you could use that time in the future for emotional regulation or caring for your community or whatever else you need to do. Just think of this as a little gift to your future self because it can be really hard in the moment when you or your loved ones or your community of any kind is hurting or mourning or just trying to survive. I've been thinking a lot about how I can show up during all of this, and I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do, but here's what I decided. If you're hurting and you are trying to figure out how to post this week, or you're interested in how to prepare your social media accounts for the next crisis, I've opened up some times over the next couple weeks for consultations that are donation-based. So a link for booking those calls is gonna be in this episode description. And it's a choose your own price tag. I just want to help. Please take care and hug your loved ones.
Unverified with Coralie Trigger is produced by Trigger Creative, edited by Matt Fields, with special thanks to Shannon Marie. Thanks for listening.